Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, we're on episode 15, and I wanted to do this episode because it's something that I struggle with. And I don't know about any of you guys, but I found that loving people is hard. And I wanted to look more into that and I wanted to ask God for help and I wanted to share some of the things that I found with you because I think no matter where you're at in life and no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl, um, it really doesn't matter. Loving people is going to be one of the most difficult things in your life. And, you know, so I started looking at the Word of God, obviously, and in 1 John 4:11 it says since God first loved us you should love one another. It's a pretty simple statement. So since God loved us we should love one another. That makes sense. Um our motivation should be to be like God in our life. If we are believers if we want to follow who God has created us to be, it's very clear since God first loved us that we're supposed to love others. So if we want to be like God, we have to do the things he does. He loved us, so we should love others. Pretty simple. It's not hard to understand. It's just difficult to do. And, you know, we give God a lot of reasons to not love us. Uh, And you might find that offensive, but it's just true. There's a lot of things that you do. There's a lot of things that I do in our life. And it can give God a lot of reasons not to love us. And I started having this thought process of, What if you treated everyone like they loved you? That was really challenging for me because I don't treat everybody like they love me because I know that there's a lot of people that don't love me and I don't love them either. (laughs) Like maybe, okay, I love them with a godly love, like I don't want you to die or anything, but um, like we're not best friends. And I started thinking, what if I actually just started treating people like they loved me? I would treat them differently because there's a lot of people in my life, like I said, that I know that they don't love me. And whenever I'm reacting or responding out of the fact that I know that they don't like me or I know they have a struggle with me, I'm actually operating out of a control that I'm letting how they feel control what I know I should do. And obviously God's given us a command to love others like he's loved us. And I thought, how would that change how I treat others? Uh, Because love should not be emotionally motivated or feeling led. Love is an outworking of God moving in our life. And God loves me. He loves you. And he cares for us right where we're at today. He loves you. And if you don't know that, he does. He gave everything for us, knowing that we would have our worst days, knowing that we would have our worst seasons, knowing that we would go through difficult times where we weren't at our most beautiful (laughs) And we shouldn't love others just when it's convenient or when we want to because they, or because they've loved us first. It's because God loves us that we are to love. And that has just been shifting my mindset. And I'm not there yet. Like I'm not, I'm not the perfect person yet, but this is something that I'm really working on because loving people is hard. And if loving myself is hard at times, then loving other people is going to be hard at times. And I just want to challenge you today with a thought process of, number one, what if you treated people like they loved you? 
I think that the outcome would be that more people would love you (laughs) because instead of all of us looking for somebody to love us, which is what we do, we're all looking, whether you want to admit it or not, we're all looking for affirmation, recognition. We want to feel like we're important, that we have something of value to bring to the world. And we gravitate towards the people who make us feel that way. And, you know, my dad has always said that the leader is the encourager. And so if you want to be a leader, if you want to be somebody who is really following what God's asked you to do, we're supposed to treat people like we love them and like they love us. Instead of being reactionary or treating someone out of the truth that we know about how they feel about us. You know, General Robert E. Lee, whom after he retired, became president of Washington and Lee University in Lexington, Virginia. And while he was president, a new student came to him in his office one day, and they asked for a copy of the school rules and regulations. And Lee simply replied that the school had no such rules printed, but he said, our only rule is kindness. I think that's a pretty great rule. Uh, I think it's a difficult one. It sounds very touchy-feely and emotional, but if you think about it, it's something that you'll have to really fight for in your life because it's not easy to do. It's not easy to be kind when people are rude. It's not easy to be kind to people when they're not kind to you, when they're not the type of people that you want to be kind to. And you know, in Luke 6, 31, it says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Okay, we try to do this, but the world is an imperfect world and there's darkness in the world and there's hard times that you go through and there's people that are really mean. And, you know, if you want to say it in a, in a, in a modern way, you know, that's not biblical, our world believes we'll do it to others before they do it to you. That's a modern way, but it's not the way of Jesus unless you're talking about love. If you're going to love somebody before they love you, then that's the right way, but not will reject that person before they reject you, hurt that person before they hurt you. And so often in life, we're living in that fleshly or modern worldview of, I'm going to do it before you do it to me, but it's not in the sense of loving or being kind. You know, love is a fulfillment of the law. Love means that we do what we know God has said to us in his word. Love is a matter of obeying God's word the best way that we can. Loving others can be so difficult, and that's why we need God to do it. So I wanted to ask the question, you know, why is loving others so difficult? A common phrase that I've heard a lot in my life to refer to people that are consistently difficult to love or um, that we find ourselves challenged to love is EGR, extra grace required people, (laughs) and I think that if we took a long, hard look at ourselves, we would realize that we are all extra grace required people. And at the point we start thinking that we're better than somebody else or we don't need as much grace or as much, you know, extension of love and kindness as others, we're in a very uh, unhealthy place because no one's better than another person and humans are fallen creatures and apart from God and his power we are selfish and loving ourselves comes much more naturally I think sometimes in loving others but love is not selfish and that's where we have to understand is that if you're like oh I'm fine I can love myself and I love my people that's great but that's not what the Bible talks about because Love is not selfish. It seeks the best for others. In 1 Corinthians 13, we find an entire list of what love does, which almost seems impossible. And one of the things that I've heard somebody say is, you know, replace the word 
love with your name. So instead of love is patient, love is kind, Kila is patient, Kila is kind. It's a very challenging thing to do because a lot of times you know where your deficit is at and you know where you're not able to live up to that first Corinthians verse. And, you know, a reason that loving others can be difficult is because for us is that sometimes we misunderstand what true love is. We tend to think that love is an emotional response. And the problem is that we can't always control our emotions, but we certainly can control what we do with our emotions and what we do because of our emotions. Our response is something we can control. You can't control what you feel, but you can control what you do with what you feel. And often these emotions, they just happen, but the kind of love that God calls us to have for others is the same kind of love that he has for us. It's referred to in the Bible as an agape love. This means that there's an essence of sacrifice. You know, God's love for us was a sacrificial and is a sacrificial love. It's the kind of love that sent Jesus to the cross for our sins. And he didn't save us because we were lovable, because we were so wonderful, (laughs) and because we were worth saving. He saved us because his love caused him to sacrifice himself for us. Do we love others enough to sacrifice for them, even when they're not lovable? Loving others is a matter of the will and volition, not our emotions. God died for us at our worst. In the midst of our sin, I want you to think about the time in your life when you have been the most unlovable, the worst that you would be almost ashamed if people knew. That's exactly at the moment when God thought that you were worth dying for. And we see this in Romans 5, 8 and John 15, you know, and we... When we make sacrifices in order to love somebody, we get a glimpse into the depth of what God's love for us is like. And we can also reflect him into the world when we love this way. Jesus told his disciples in John 13, 34 through 35, he said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By all this, men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So the main component and the key way that people are going to be able to understand if you follow God is if you love people. Not your people, not the people that you're okay with, not the people that are in your small group, not the people that are in your friend group, not the people that are in your family, not the people that you serve with, not the people that you feel comfortable with. It's loving people. You notice he didn't say feeling love towards one another. Jesus said, love one another. He commanded an action, not a feeling. So what this shows me is that people are going to be difficult to love. And part of the difficulty of loving others is that we try to do it on our own. We're trying to whip up these feelings or create these feelings of love where no love exists for somebody. And for me, I've never wanted to be a person who was playing a part or a person who was faking it. And that, that, that's where people can lead into hypocrisy or playing or acting um, the part of loving a person when our hearts you know, are really cold towards him or her. But we must understand that we cannot love apart from God. It's when we remain in Jesus. And that's what John 15 talks about. And the Holy Spirit is in us that we're able to bear the fruit of love like Galatians 5 talks about. We're able to actually have that fruit of love that's genuine. It's an action and our feelings will line up to it eventually, but your feelings shouldn't lead your actions. There's a difference between being flesh-led and spirit-led, feeling-led and spirit-led. And I think the the way that you're going to feel like you're playing or acting towards something is when you're looking at love in the sense of an emotion or a feeling. You don't have to whip up the emotion or create a feeling of love to do the right thing and love somebody. 
When we love difficult people or we choose to love them, even when we don't feel like it, we demonstrate that our reliance and our dependence is on God and we allow his power to be displayed in and through us. Loving other people is difficult because they're human and we are also human. If you weren't human, you could love whoever you wanted. If you were God, you could do whatever you wanted, but you're not. You're human, so we have limits. We have emotions. We have feelings. We have things that we've really been through, and you know, there's two things that I want to tell you here. Difficult people are everywhere, and difficult people have been around forever, and it's probably not hard for you to think about a difficult person in your life right now. And you know, these difficult people are exactly the people that we need to be intentionally moving towards. That sounds like a really weird thing to say, but it shows you where you're weak and where you're not developed in your life if you want to push away and run away and pull away from someone or something. And this is something that I've dealt with in my life a lot when I've been hurt. I want to put up a wall. I want to shut down. I want to push away from people. I don't want to deal with them. If I don't have to look at you, if I don't have to talk to you, if I don't act like you exist, then I don't have to deal with it. But that's not how God wants us to live. You know, Moses in the Bible was no stranger to leading a group of difficult people. Even after rescuing them out of slavery and leading them into safety away from the Egyptians, the Israelites were not happy with Moses. Instead of being grateful for their new freedom and provision from God, they were upset over the food choice. And then his own siblings turned against him and got negative, and eventually the Israelites just wanted to go back into slavery because it was easier. (laughs) Yet what amazes me about Moses is that he didn't retaliate against this annoying group of people. He didn't even defend himself against the harsh accusations. Instead, he demonstrated so amazingly this humility and compassion and kindness to those he led. He repeatedly was interceding for them. I think that there were moments where the Israelites' constant complaints drove Moses to the brink of madness. Yet, with God's help, he persevered. And even at the very end of his own life, he was still lovingly leading disobedient Israelites. You know, we have to ask God for grace to not run away from, but to keep engaging in love that hard to love person. Because the truth is, you might be the hard to love person in somebody else's life. And I'll tell you more than likely, you are that for somebody. That's a really difficult place to have a realization of is that I might be the hard to love person in somebody else's life. You know, we look at other people and we think, well, you're just too difficult. You're hard to love. I don't get you. I don't agree with you. You know, it's always pointing the finger, but have you ever thought that you're that person for somebody else? And I want to give you just six practical ways you can show love to difficult people. These are six things that I'm working on right now, and hopefully they help you. Number one, pray for your own heart and mindset. Number two, pray for that person. Three, don't run away, but push into the obedience of loving them. Four, find specific ways to bless and encourage them. Five, give them mercy and grace like God has given you. And six, understand that you too could be the difficult person in somebody else's life. I don't know about you, but this is a pretty difficult topic for me. Um, This is something I really want to grow in and get better at. It's just one of those things that is a struggle for me. I know that 1 John 4.11 tells me, since God first loved me, I should love other people. And so I'm going to strive in my life, and hopefully you'll join with me in not just saying loving people's hard and giving up, but understanding that when we treat everybody like they love us, 
not only are other people going to love you more, but you're going to be showing that love to other people. And I think it's an easier way. The reason why I'm, I'm putting it that way is because I think it's easier to think of it in a personal sense. Like, I'm going to treat you like you love me instead of saying, I'm going to treat you like I love you. <laughs> it's easier for me to take the mindset of, okay, I'm just going to treat you how I would treat somebody that loves me. Because sometimes it's hard for me to pull up what that would look like for somebody that I don't really necessarily find myself too fond of. (laughs) So today, I hope that you guys hear my heart on what I'm saying. I'm trying to be super vulnerable in kind of this topic. So maybe I was a little back and forth, but I just want you to know, just last thing is that you don't have to be fake. You don't have to feel like you're being fake. You don't have to be over emotional because... Love is not emotionally motivated. It's an outworking of God in our life. And if God loved you right where you're at, we can love other people right where they're at. And we can remind ourselves that God loved me so much that I have my breath, I have my life, I have opportunities, and I have salvation. I have possibilities. I have a promise of a future and a hope. And this person is loved by God. This person that I'm frustrated with, this person that I'm struggling with is loved by God. And so I'm going to treat them out of the love that God's shown me, not out of the love I feel for them in the moment. And when you do that, it's going to be so amazing. And this is what I'm speaking over myself too. It's going to be so amazing how those walls come down, how other people start to be more endeared to you, how people start to, you know, you start to influence people. You start to lead people because you're an encourager and people want to hear what you have to say. And they they want to follow where you're going because you have something they can follow. And that's God. That's the God in you. So let's lead with our love. Let's let's focus on not just the feeling, but the obedience and the action of loving because we were first loved. Hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Keela Craft Ambrose.